Welcome to Kennel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. We're three women new to the world of professional wrestling, and what we can't figure out from context, we're making up as we go. We have friends who are better at learning. They're not on this podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. I'm Leah. So a little housekeeping to start the pod. Uh, due to a combination of factors, uh, some of us being on vacation, AEW also kind of being on vacation, just that <laughs> Dynamite got pushed to Friday next week. Uh, we won't be recording next week, no podcast, and then we'll be coming in hot with a packed podcast <laughs> the week after. Um, so don't look for us next week. Two Dynamites and a pay-per-view. Two Dynamites and a pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm feeling How a little long is this podcast going to go? <laughs> Well, obviously, we won't be discussing anything that happens on any dark products. I'll tell you that much. I know. Put dark in the trash. We don't have the time. Should we tell tell everybody that we said maybe this one will go long? And our producer, Marjorie, said, ugh. (laughs) Marjorie Marjorie didn't sound like she was really endorsing our idea that it might go long. But it's like, that sounds pretty long, you guys. (laughs) She also just said that she won't cut anything unless we tell her to. So... Ooh, kind of trapped. Not, in a way, not up to her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going two hours and you're keeping it all in. <laughs> Man, okay. Speaking of AEW getting pushed for what I was about to call real sports, which is just getting myself in trouble, actually. I mean, but it's uh, correct, though. <laughs> not we for our entertainment television. Exactly. Uh, we did just learn this week that AEW will be moving to TBS starting in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which um, TBS and TNT kind of seem like the same channel to me. So. Oh, that's interesting. They seem very different to me and neither oh, of really? them has ever seemed like a channel that uh, <laughs> wrestling should be on. What's so your, uh, in that sense, they're the same. What's what's your impression of each of them? Well, TBS, I only associate with very funny, which is a joke sure, that yeah. we use around my house a lot. So you'll just like <laughs> say something and then be like very funny. Uh, to me, so they're both <laughs> full the comedy channel. Of, yeah, to me, they're both the home of like sitcom syndication and like whatever movies from the nineties. Like, I see. I guess I, I don't think t- of TNT as being comedy. Yeah, I would say okay. uh, TNT is like drama syndication, serious. Oh god, gotcha. serious King Kong movies. So do you? Turn- <laughs> Turner puts his serious content. <laughs> on the TNT and his very funny content on the TBS. <laughs> yes, exactly. And cool. he and he turned his watchful Sauron eye to AEW and he said there's too much comedy now for <laughs> TNT. We've got to put this it on sort TV. Of a it's very funny. Pretty comedy wrestling centric little promotion we've got going here. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I, I don't false. I guess I don't know which of them is like better viewings wise like I don't know if there is a concern about the viewership or the ratings or but with the move they also will be adding an additional one hour (laughs) dynamite show what is it called rampage Rampage. (laughs) AEW rampage AEW rampage one hour on Fridays yeah at 10 p.m like let me live well I hope that that's because it's going to be extra horny content not for children (laughs) So TNT I feel okay after about dark. That. <laughs> yeah, TNT after dark. Yeah, so my fingers are crossed. I mean, that's a lot of wrestling. It's already a lot of wrestling for us to watch every every week. And in August, they're really going to put us over the edge. More or less. <laughs> 
our government mandated 6.5 hours are going to go up to 7.5. And they're already really at 7.5 all the time anyway because of the length of those darts. So it's we're getting, to get them under we're getting into a full work day territory. <laughs> a full work day. We do all fact, have day jobs, Tony Khan. In we're going to unionize. Sometimes I watch it during my work day, so I mean, <laughs> no, no. That's why you routinely manage to watch more hours of this than I ever do, and I appreciate that about you. Yeah, well, I'm not that committed to my job. So. <laughs> Leah's getting loose on the pod. <laughs> You've told all your coworkers about your podcast, right? They're all listening. Yeah. Uh, this is why I refuse to uh, promote our podcast on my Instagram because my boss does follow me there. <laughs> Ooh, no, thank love you. That. I did tell all my coworkers this week about the concept mm-hmm. of brain worms, about how when you're really interested in something, you get nice. worms about it. Yeah. But I did not tell them what I'm really interested in, which <laughs> I think was a lot. It was very restrained of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm impressed. What example? Did you use an example? I did to not illustrate? give them an example. No. I just no. said, you know, when you're watching something you like, worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can now discuss that with your coworkers in a more unrestrained fashion. Well, I, they're going to start telling me that like things we're doing at work, they'll be like, and that gave me worms. And I'll have and to be, be like, no, no, it didn't. Nothing at work has <laughs> ever given project? anyone worms. No, it didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, this week on our worm television, uh, Miro <laughs> debuted as TNT champ on Dynamite. So this is the first time we we heard from our new champion, he gave us a pretty deranged little promo about Jesus. <laughs> it was maybe my favorite promo of all time. I don't know if that's oh, right. Bold. Probably not, wow. but I thought it was so funny. He was like, I just want to thank Jesus for giving me the power and aggression to dominate everyone. <laughs> like, it was really funny. It was. I don't think it was my favorite <laughs> promo of all time, but it was a great promo and a great new energy mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to be ruling our, our Dynamite Wednesdays. He does wear a cross necklace, but I did not know that Jesus was the source of his power. Classic Jesus, Jesus, Jesus wanting everybody to get beat overtime up. overtime people at <laughs> AEW Power. So there's so many crosses hanging on various ears and I know, necks. and they're all heels, too. All which heels, so it really I, makes you think. I'd really love a youth pastor's opinion on that, you know? Just know. give me a little talk about where Jesus lands on that spectrum. I, I mean, I it does you... all add up because Eddie is a face now, right? And he was the one who was like, I'd like to talk to my enemies. Number one, God. <laughs> Whoa, Leah, putting the pieces wow. together. Thank you. The thesis begins to write itself. Faces, AEW enemies of God. About religion. Heels, <laughs> pro-Jesus. <laughs> Whoo. Uh, a lot to unpack. Maybe too much for to our unpack. little podcast. Yeah, maybe we should move right along. Um, I am pretty concerned about Dante Martin fighting Miro next week because I looked it up. I was like, is this the Martin boy who always looks like he's about to cry? Mm-hmm. And it he, is. And I, before I watched Dynamite this week, I was watching Dante Martin had a match on Dark. And my only note to myself about it was Dante Martin does look like a real tender boy. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense that he will be the first twig sacrificed at the altar of Nero. If there's ever been a boy who's called his teacher mom at school, it's Dante Martin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, That's he's going to get ruined. Just ruined. Just. And I, oh. for one, cannot wait to watch it. Oh, yeah. That's the content I look for out of AEW. <laughs> Uh, Lance Archer also came out and confronted Miro on Dynamite. So there's a little tension building between those two. Uh, actually, on a couple, he had a um, 
what did he have a promo on oh, dark um, this yeah week? i think it was dark it was pretty crazy too because he was like in the dark and well, talking about a, how was, everyone dies it was a full-on darby <laughs> allen yes film. exactly yeah, yeah. And that he was like, sense. oh, we can get theatrical in here. Oh, I'll get theatrical. <laughs> it all adds up because he's trying to get adopted by Sting, who has already oh, yeah. lover adopted Darby <laughs> Allen. He wants so to be Darby, Darby Allen's little lover brother. And Lance are brothers. Yeah. And so they're making art films together, which I think is beautiful. That is beautiful. But I am deeply enjoying the two of them having a feud. And I'm like, I'm workshopping this. So, uh, you know, this is the first time I'm presenting this particular theory. So excited. But- Nero is like sexually menacing towards twinks but Lance is sort of sexually menacing towards other menaces and it's kind of like a shark that's like chasing the smaller fish but then this other shark is going after the shark (laughs) do you think we could call Lance maybe a twink protector maybe potentially maybe I hope that's the dynamic he gets going with Darby now that you're saying it. I really hope so I mean there's there was also like a really wild moment on I think it was Dar. I think it was Elevator where Lance did his little uh, match with Beer Bronson, and he did like <laughs> the most perverted thing where he pulled this guy's singlet down so he could chop him in the nipples. Oh. And I was like, to get at the nipples. Oh my. To get at the nipples. And I was like, <laughs> this needs to win an award wow. for the most perverted. But it was also oh, yeah. like menacing. It wasn't like quite. It wasn't fun. Perversion. It wasn't sensual. <laughs> yeah. No, he was like. <laughs> He was like, I will destroy Not you. our usual perverted wow. wrongs. And if he does that to Nero, I will not be able to speak for a full 24 hours. Ooh. I do think that, so they'll be fighting at Double or Nothing, and yeah. I am pretty excited. Those are two yeah. big, muscled psychopaths, so... Really, everything that they've been promoting as going to be on Double or Nothing, I am pretty stoked for. Yeah. So they're it's doing a great job. O- it's almost too good a lineup. Like I I'm know. Like, when am I supposed to go get chips during this? <laughs> right. I will not be able to pee for the full four-hour pay-per-view or however long it's going to be. Well, I can't wait. If only we could get those. Maybe when our little vaccine implants kick in and we have Google Vision in our heads, we'll be able to go to the bathroom while watching TNT TB- or TBS. Very funny when the time comes. <laughs> Uh, also on Dynamite this week, Kenny and Don Callis cornered OC, our biological son, backstage <laughs> with the medics. Which Love it. I was so excited. Finally, I want to see, see people with the medics. Medical treatment. All the time. Yeah. Uh, and offered him some kind of a little, you know, contract deal if he agrees not to fight next week, which seemed to be, I, th- I thought, a pretty good little addition to their improv just to make yeah. sure that, like, they have an out if he can't fight. But if he can't fight, I'll cry. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That, that sums it up. <laughs> Got to the bottom of it? Yeah. It was good, and it was nice. Yeah, it was just good that they, like, acknowledged he was injured and stuff because, obviously, like, it was all over the internet anyway. Um, yeah, and OC was making some great faces. I really um, – his little stoic, like, jaw clenching, and he ripped up the contract. It was um, – Yeah, his beautiful deep circles under his eyes yeah. that make him look kind of like a sad owl. Yeah, like he had <laughs> his so little cute. sunglasses off. I was like, I could do with more of this. You know. But it, yeah. all, he also – he always looks so vulnerable when he has his yeah, sunglasses off. Like, I'm like, it's not safe for you to be his alone around Kenny face. and Don Callis when you don't have your sunglasses on. I know. I'm and Don Callis you. kept, like, touching his knee, too. It was very, like, ooh. <laughs> Don Callis, yet another – his own brand of sexual menace. It's a different sexual menace than Miro. And energy. yet, yet a sexual menace nonetheless, yeah. Yeah. Sexual sleaze. 
sexual mm, it's, yeah it's more of a sleaze energy i guess you are right yeah. well i can't unpack all of that right now <laughs> as i'll be saying about pretty much everything tonight <laughs> but uh hopefully oc will be fighting pack and kenny at double or nothing the question is can he win I'm guessing no, but I'm guessing no, but they are like having enough promos with him that it's like, you guys are almost tricking me into thinking that he might be Kenny, which I would obviously be ecstatic about, but, um, and I, I don't even think it's like that OC couldn't have the belt. I just feel like the world title or whatever. Like, I feel like he could at some point, but, um, I don't see him storyline wise defeating Kenny. I would be happy for OC to be a champion. I would be Actually, I think I would be kind of mad if he beat Kenny because I'd be yeah. like, what have we been doing here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Like that's out of There'd nowhere. be a like, war in my mind. When yeah, you're when you've got the opportunity for a Kenny Omega like hangman showdown of like emotional resonance. Yeah, you can't yeah. even even for our biological son. I, I wouldn't. Want yeah, any, I think yeah. that would definitely I mean, I don't think he should. I don't think he should probably ever wear win the world championship. I could see him with the TNT championship or with the TBS fun. when they have the, the TBS, TBS. Very funny championship <laughs> yeah. belt. Very yeah, funny. with his little that bringing it in on his, mind. bringing it in on his Jansport Ooh. backpack. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, oh, when our yeah. Comedy son wins a yeah. comedy belt. That's right. He'll win the TBS championship. Yeah, that's so that's funny. in the stars. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm really happy now that we've thought about that. <laughs> Best friends also wrestled this week, or I guess Dustin and Chris both wrestled on Dark. And I don't know what happened on Elevator if they were on it, but Dustin was very cute on Dark. He, he was, and Taz really had it in for him, like to the degree where I was like, is is team Taz going to feud with planet best friends? Cause Taz was really like, it was pretty mad. intense. And it's also the second week in a row that Taz has floated the uh, theory that the referees are favoring best friends and like, calling <laughs> matches for them. <laughs> like, He's like, we all know they're friends with Bryce. <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> but this time it was Aubrey. And I was like, I don't think Aubrey particularly favors them Taz, but he was like, no, this is, this is a, well, because is Aubrey is our Aubrey is our straight and narrow rap. Aubrey yeah. mm-hmm. is you she, can she takes Aubrey. no guff. Yeah, yeah, she takes no guff. Uh, yeah, he was really being <laughs> at one point. It was he and Excalibur were both doing it. They were like uh, Chuck Taylor has a lot of in ring experience, 30, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks very young. That actually, he's young and beautiful still. <laughs> They like heard he turned thirty five, and they're like, oh, they're like "Let's get come him. for him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Ta- so Taz was feeling spicy, and then he brought that same spicy energy to the opening match on Dynamite this week, which was Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. I did think it was my. I was so proud of myself when the when the Seidel was coming out, and I was like, <laughs> the they- Well, I was like, I know it's a Seidel. <laughs> I'm looking at him, beep, 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 beep. I'm doing computations. It's got to be Mike. It was not Mike. It was Matt. So I was wrong. Well, it's not important to tell the Seidel's apart, though. They don't even want me to because the armbands no. only say Seidel. It's like, put your right. name on there. Put your full name on there, you cowards. <laughs> like twin boys Matt, that have Mike. to wear, like, shirts. <laughs> no. Exactly. Oh, my God. The Seidel's do have that energy of, like, if you went to school with twins and mm-hmm. they were, like – Twins who were wearing matching clothes. Twins like who were too, too, too into late, being like twins. Way too yeah. deep into high school. <laughs> deep into high school. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Brittany, Brianna, I'm thinking of you. Uh, 
Yeah, but he was giving us some of his classic biased commentary, which I love to get from him. I love biased commentary. It's just one of my favorite favorite things. When you've got yeah. someone on on the table just you there know, should always being be someone at the Cage. commentary table with skin in the game which with is something some i would vested interest yeah love paul white and tony shivani to get into. i know I mean, they badly they badly need God. if they just had it would actually be very funny if they started yeah. getting biased commentators but they're both still playing the straight man and being yeah. like well I it would also we be saying that <laughs> it would also be really funny to me though if they just decided like if paul white was like you know what i'm just gonna be a biased commentator but like not tell anyone so he's just gonna pick some favorites <laughs> and then just start like talking about how great they are and how terrible the other guys are That'd i would be, funny. be i think i would be really worried about paul white if he started doing oh for that. sure like, yeah what is going on <laughs> <laughs> i mean do i think he could pull it off no i don't but i would like to see it yeah i think early on i had been like they should get brit to sit with uh paul white and then now i think about it like every week and i'm like she would be the most perfect commentator because she would bury everybody <laughs> She'd She'd be be great. And she could add it with, um, because she and Tony Schiavone are friends, right? So, like, that'd be great. Get her out there with them. It would be very sweet because, I mean, funny, but they're very funny when they do their thing where she's just being a huge heel bitch. And Tony Schiavone's kind of like acting like it's not happening and being like, well, she is still my friend. (laughs) I know. It's so cute. My friend Britt, I'm sure she has a reason. So, Christian uh, beat. Matt Seidel and then did something that I loved which is like he like hauled him up and gave yeah. him just the hugest it was quite affectionate hug I mean it was a respect real like hug. for the love of the game thing where it's like <laughs> yeah oh, we had our fun it was a real mox like a lower key obviously but that same mox energy of just like yeah, yeah of course I totally wrecked you but it was such a blast wasn't it <laughs> there's a real like men who've been wrestling for a long time and they were at WWE and they weren't having fun and now they're at AEW and they're having fun again like kind of (laughs) energy out of those two guys there really is yeah yeah I did think that match was funny too because all the aggro energy was between Christian Cage and like Taz on the commentary table and then of course he got jumped afterwards by Team Taz whereas he and Matt Seidel were just like just buds you know (laughs) like no aggressiveness at all no they were they were kind of taking the stakes out of it and then after the end of the match, Ricky Starks came out and kind of distracted Christian, which I was a little confused. So Ricky Starks has a, we keep saying broken neck. Is his neck broken? It is I broken. thought it was broken. It's and like our friend Caroline agreed with me that it was broken. And then I said, why isn't he wearing a neck brace? And everybody didn't have an answer for that. So well, I guess Okay, so. I actually researched neck injuries fairly recently. We don't need to get into why. Good, but right? you can, like, kind of crack a vertebra and, like, it not necessarily... Like, he might have worn a neck, neck brace, like, at first, but, like, it will heal on its own without having to have surgery necessarily. Like, so they can... So he might just be, like, recovered enough or maybe it was, like, not severe enough so that he didn't have to wear one. That did happen to my great aunt. It was somewhat more serious because she was like 93 at the time but but the same thing where they were like well it's broken but we're not going to do anything about it she just has to kind of hold her head still yeah well it's kind of like when you break a rib and they kind of just can't do anything it's just like well it's just it's in there so like just try not to breathe too deep I mean the neck obviously seems a little more serious yeah but yeah. anyway, he came out, he did some distracting. Will Hobbs and Brian Cage came out and beat up on Christian. And then Hangman came out to save Christian. Mm-hmm. 
which I didn't know why. No, and I'll no. say it freely. I didn't. No, know. I had no idea either. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I feel you said like it because been following the Hangman like Dark Order like alliances like when they've come out before, but this time I completely got lost. I was like, why is Hangman doing that? And I'm honestly still not following like the Dark Order's relationship to Sting like at all. I know you've explained it to me before, and I just still don't like know what's happening i feel like like i like factions i like when people are friends i follow that when they're like those are the people that come out together they're friends but like some of these like more like faction to faction relationships are getting very confusing i did not know that hangman had any feelings about christian cage or team taz i, don't I know. guess no, he I has feelings about justice so well, sure. that, so maybe <laughs> he's kind of like a vigilante <laughs> just yeah, sort of like this isn't right there's like five big men beating up that one man <laughs> Those men are too big, and Christian is too old. It's not right. <laughs> Hangman just sits backstage looking for justice to enforce. Yeah, just kind of a Wild West vibe. I did just like kind of he, he came out, and he, he did a little hold his beer at Ricky Starks. That was wonderful. Ricky yeah. Starks made a great little face about it, where he was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> but then he drank out of it towards the end, which was also, I was into it. I was like, I like these little moments of intimacy between these Yeah, men. they're all fluid bonded. <laughs> we can't talk about it enough. You know, just bodily fluids going everywhere around there. I did make a note. I'm trying to find it because I wrote something down that, oh, well, this isn't going to illuminate anything, actually. I wrote down Sting and Darby Allen and the Dark Order and Lance Archer and Hangman are all aligned. So that hmm. doesn't get to the bottom of anything for us, really. But I did also say family in a way the pinnacle could never understand. (laughs) (laughs) And ladies, we'll come back to that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the factions are getting a little difficult to follow. But I'm hesitant to actually say I don't like factions because... No. Well, I I like that people have friends. It's just like I would like them to set up like why... Like if they did one little backstage bit where like Hangman and Christian Cage were like broing out or whatever like (laughs) then it'd be fine you know yeah I just want like emotional setup for my wrestling yeah I don't I actually I also don't mind if they emotionally backfill it too so well that's true because we really came around on a pretty picture yeah so if they now are like hangman and Christian Cage are gonna yeah maybe it was supposed to be a surprise like we're like why is hangman doing that and then this week we find out they slept together, you know? Whoa, soap opera style. It's not a no from me, ladies. I mean, <laughs> I do think if Hangman and Christian Cage teamed up, it might be too much handsomeness altogether. Like, those are some good-looking gentlemen. They are, but I'm going to say something that I think is controversial, which is that I do think Christian Cage is really handsome, but then when I watch him wrestle, I find him less handsome. Like, I wish he would get back in his dad outfit and just His hair looks stupid when he wrestles. His hair really doesn't do good stuff when he wrestles. No, it flops all around. He might need to get wetter. (laughs) No. He's like the one man that I hate to say it. Go stand in the showers. (laughs) We'll see if I manifest that. You know how when we're recording this podcast, we will 
I'll get into GarageBand or whatever and be messing with the levels and be like, does it have to be lower? Does it have to be higher? We can't figure it out. We still don't know. We have no <laughs> mastery after many weeks of doing this. That's now how I feel about the wet versus dry thing. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm yeah. like, we're trying to find that perfect balance, but I get now I understand why they're struggling so much because I'm struggling as well. I don't I don't know. You know, there's the some things like is. you can really like backseat drive, but then when you're actually driving, you're like, oh, that's tougher than I thought. And that is the position we're finding ourselves in with the wet versus dry. Our, res- our respect for the, our the Monday women, morning I want to be clear, the women have it figured out. Oh, yeah. No complaints about the women. Doing their normal hair and it works great. Yeah. They the know how to do are hair. The issue. And yeah. I, you know, I respect their struggle. you know it's bad that women have so many more uh appearance related burdens placed on us Mm -hmm. by society but you can see it paying off in these situations absolutely you can (laughs) and actually in a lot of things in wrestling I'm like the women are not worried about this the men are struggling I mean many of them probably have never waxed their little chests I mean, they have now for many years. They've been wrestlers for a long time. But if they weren't wrestlers, they wouldn't Mm -mm. have. Well, this makes sense. That was good, Allie. (laughs) Their mothers didn't teach them to wax their shoes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I guess my mother didn't teach me that either. But But uh, mothers of my friends taught them how to, like, shave their legs. And my mother was like, didn't do that and didn't teach me. No, I think my mom was just like, here's a razor and that's fine. Yeah. Well, I think she was kind of like, don't do that. And yeah. now good I don't. <laughs> good for her. Good for you. And good, good for, her. for her. Good for me. And good for all of us. <laughs> uh, this week, I guess we do have to issue a little correction. I think that weighs heavy on all of our hearts. Yeah, but not, I'm, I'm trying to work my way around to it. We think that Wild Thing is here to stay. Yeah. 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 Last week on the it pod, Anne said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, there's a moment of continuity, I guess, but I didn't care for it. It was Leah that said it. Leah said it. Well, who knows who said what, but it definitely wasn't me. I'll tell you that. Check the tape. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It seems like Mox will be keeping Wild Thing. He did. It was a different version when he was coming out. And then I think it was the original version after the match. Versus the acclaimed. So, you know, I, of course, I'll just learn to live with it. But, and <laughs> the if new it makes... version is significantly better than the original version, I will say, because it's a little faster and it's a little heavier. But yeah, I still don't love it. You know, if it makes Mox happy, then I guess that's <laughs> sure. all that matters. I do want Mox to always be happy and never be unhappy. So, this is like us talking about our in law that we don't like. Like, well, <laughs> if it makes Mox happy, I guess that's what matters. <laughs> yep. Uh, but actually, we love our in-laws when it comes to Mox because oh, yeah, we do. they are Eddie. And Eddie and Mox <laughs> did so many fun things this week. I mean, they just they're they, they are fun every week. And sometimes I like get really sad because I think about how what if they stop being friends on oh the show? And I actually think that awful. I would have I a can't breakdown. Even entertain I, would have that. I don't want yeah. it to happen. No. They have a T-shirt. They can't break up. They can't break up. <laughs> They just Please can't. think of the t-shirt sales. Tony Khan. 
Max Caster said in his rap that they give each other Valentine's gifts and it's the most insightful <laughs> thing he's ever said. I mean, it's not even that insightful because it's very visible to the naked eye, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually kind other. of the level of commentary that you do usually get from Max Caster. Well, <laughs> and sure. that's what makes him such a genius. <laughs> he's his, willing to say the things that other people won't say, I think, and I appreciate it. Or that even the him. things that they will say but just haven't happened to say on the actual show. <laughs> His line about Eddie looking like a box of Newports was so funny. <laughs> but the funniest part was the camera cutting to Ed, uh, cutting to Mox, and Mox was like, "Yeah, that's right. that's, yeah, that's." Accurate. And then he like mimed a cigarette. Yeah, but he was like, "Yeah, that's fair." <laughs> Max Caster's rap was extremely brutal on them, and I really loved it. I do wonder if he like runs these things past people before he, he does must. them, or if it's he just has to. like. I don't I mean, know if he runs all of them, but I'd be shocked if he didn't ask permission to make that for Renee that joke. one. <laughs> I know. I think that in in most of his raps, there's one thing where I'm like, my guess is that he was like, "Is this off limits? Yeah, to right. get into." And if right. they're like, "No, it's fine," then he runs with it. Or he's just going rogue, but I hope not because then I think he would really be making some enemies at the company and I want him to go far. So (laughs) I mean, I do think Mox would have legitimately punched him pretty hard. (laughs) Like not pulled out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely asked permission for that. (laughs) I mean, that's very clear. Right. I mean, I'm sure he retweeted it so quickly to be like with a response that I really, I I, I think that they all. Oh, no, for sure. And that was the, that was like the impetus of the match, obviously, was it's like, oh, now we're going to fucking hammer max caster which i loved to watch when they tweet was really good too and i guess she had like a week to think about it because they felt they would have filmed it like last week right so you can compose it did really make me laugh that the uh punch actually hit anthony bowens yeah but it was great because it interrupted his like big yell of aew and it was very i was like oh and it's like that's that's just the risk you run when when you're hanging around with max caster like anthony bowens knows what he has coming yeah did you guys watch the uh the little music video that they made about eddie and mox on dark Mm -hmm. that was it was not as i will say not remotely as catchy as the hangman one which was great but it was very (laughs) funny they did some great dancing they were in some real costumes as mox and eddie i know very funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're really killing it. I feel like the acclaimed, like, when we started this podcast, I was like, oh, all these guys with their little misogynistic raps or whatever. And now I'm like, the acclaimed are some of my favorite boys. <laughs> I want to see them every week. Absolutely. They're doing some amazing of my boys. I think, I mean, I think they genuinely are. And I love just the shtick of Anthony Bowens. I, I'm always thinking, like, is so, I'm like, Anthony Bowens is an upstanding boy. Like, he's like, you know, here for his cause. He's like, I'm gay and that's really important. And I want to be a, a, you know, someone that other, like, young gay wrestlers can look up to, like, that kind of thing. And then I'm like, <laughs> but he really gets his yayas out hanging around with Max yeah, Caster. Because yeah. it's like, he can be good while Max Caster is bad for both of them. <laughs> And that's it's a really fun dynamic. Max Caster wore yet another Tegan and Sarah shirt. And there this was a Tegan and too. Sarah line in that yeah, rap. Yeah, there was. I know. He's, I mean, he's just a super fan, which I he's love. He's a super fan. Yeah. yeah. But like, I do wish he would just like let me know what his sexuality is because like straight men don't like Tegan and Sarah, right? That's not. That's be well. Crazy. I think. I think that some so indie soft boys of my uh, generation certainly did but i don't know why i sound so hesitant about that i was like trying to frame it as i was trying to figure out how to be like yeah i definitely went to college with guys who like really liked 
Tegan and Sarah and we're straight. How long but, after college did they come out though? <laughs> no, no, no. Still straight. Still married right. to horse girls. I mean, no. so, <laughs> uh, but we, we know from doing a little, you know, digging into the internet via our On the more informed questions via our more informed friends who've been getting deep down the rabbit hole a little shout out uh <laughs> that max castor has always been playing around with some concepts of gender and sexuality so very interesting yeah. i don't i don't feel ready <laughs> to get into well i mean really we can't make any time. statements on it really so it's like but you know i yeah. hope he's bi that's all i can say about that of course i hope he is uh, meanwhile, so Mox and Eddie fought the acclaimed, very sexy match, did a great job, uh, then just like tenderly took care of each other afterwards, <laughs> oh which you'd love they to really see two did. middle-aged men do. They just, they just balance each other. They keep each other on an even keel or on an uneven keel, really. They kind of enable <laughs> each other, some might say. <laughs> and then later they came out again after the Young Bucks match that we'll get to in a minute and knocked him out. Knocked them right out, which was so deserved and satisfying. And then Eddie stole their sneakers, which was also wonderful. I love, I don't know if there's any like mentions of Eddie's little sneaker stealing thing (laughs) on AEW in the AEW universe before that promo that they cut a couple weeks ago. But I love it as an, uh, as continuity. And I love that. I just don't understand it. I'm like, I don't know why Eddie is stealing sneakers, but he seems like the kind of guy that would, though. I mean, totally, it adds up. Yeah, I did like that. Mox watched him for a minute, then shrugged and tried to join him, but could not for the life of him get this, the laces untied. And like at one point, just gave up and was like, "I don't." <laughs> well, you know, not everybody was born to be a sneaker stealer, and not everybody mm. has the practice that yeah. Eddie right. Kingston clearly That's does. Oh, also, Eddie stealing the socks also yes. was the, it was chef's kiss. Like the With socks that little the expression that on it. his face as he did it, like just perfect. the happiest boy in the world. But disgusting. I hope that he, you know, it w- actually would be such a perfect little cap if Eddie Kingston sold those items on eBay and oh we my got God. a little reference to that in, in being the elite or something. Oh that would be very funny. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If they don't do that now, I'm going to be mad. That's how good an idea that is. I know. Well, especially because to get into what's going on with the Young Bucks this week, on being the elite this week, Nick Jackson had a whole like story they were that he was getting into where he was like that I couldn't quite get my head around. I mean, I loved it, but where he was like, (laughs) for all year, someone has been like at our hotel in Jacksonville asking us to sign things. And we've been signing the things all year. But then last week I was like, we're heels now. We don't have to do this shit anymore. Like, so we banned that guy from the premises and like, I hope you enjoyed your hundreds of thousand dollars of merchandise that you got from us. And then he was like, well, maybe not hundreds of thousands, <laughs> definitely not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, but where I was like, I genuinely can't tell if this is like just a full, you know, work, like this is a fake story you're telling, or if you did just blow up at a guy who'd been I bothering you it at was, your hotel all week. All, I all thought year. it was real for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much he blew up, but I think he definitely told that guy he was banned. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he has the authority to probably enforce such a ban you don't think that nick jackson has the authority to enforce a ban in jacksonville in jacksonville. Nick jackson in jacksonville oh my god i am going wow. through it about nick jackson right now because he is looking 
so good with the <laughs> well, facial hair. All it takes is facial hair I, for you. Well, huh? and there was also like a moment where he was in the car and he was talking to the camera and the seatbelt was like across his chest and Whoa. it kind of like made his like titties bulge in like a really <laughs> good way for me. Oh my and God. I'm so sorry. I, I have to I'm, speak my truth. I do, do the have fearlessly to. horny award goes to yeah fearlessly to say it about nick jackson no he, <laughs> he has been looking good although but i'm shocked genuinely shocked that you managed to focus on how he looked in that car because <laughs> for all of bte this week i just was i was taking notes and i just kept writing mad jackson is so fucking sexy which i <laughs> Do you feel uh, not ashamed? Because obviously he is beautiful and he is sexy. But I'm just like the degree to which I feel it this week. <laughs> when he was in that little mesh top, yeah, uh, the mesh I, top I was, was a lot. Losing yeah. my fucking mind. I was like, it's not right for me to be as worked up as I am right now. But this is actually the most beautiful man who's ever lived on planet Earth. But I don't feel bad about it at all because I know that if. If somehow this was conveyed to Matt Jackson, he'd be like, "Oh, like yes, by him listening to this that podcast, is what <laughs> put out into the public sphere." <laughs> no, he would be to like, this that podcast is- that anybody could hear, uh, available anywhere you get your podcast. <laughs> go, go on, Leah. And he would, he would be just like, you know, that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I was aiming for. I know yeah. he's like, I and I knew, and I knew it would be that way for you, and he's I knew like, that it would. I put on that mesh shirt and I saw the effect it would have on people. At one point, I paused being the elite. This was when they were still in the airport. Nick Jackson was having a real problem keeping his mask on, which was pretty funny. And uh, But Matt Jackson was just hunched over looking at his phone. I just paused and took a screenshot of his arm. <laughs> I mean, that's really a little troubling, ladies, but I'll say it. I don't care. Uh, Marjorie, deep. do you want to cut all of this? <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie, don't cut a word. Marjorie, well, this is crucial to the well, podcast. Marjorie, we'll hash actually. it out later. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who can send you the best bribe. <laughs> yeah, uh, find out who Marjorie's favorite is. Just try. Just try. Ooh. Nick Jackson was also getting it. So there were quite a few fashion things going on this week. For one thing, I think at one point Nick Jackson was wearing one of like Matt Jackson's little vacation outfits, which was funny. It was at the end when Matt Jackson had gotten into his mesh shirt. But he also (laughs) had another new little accessory if anybody wants to get into it. Are you talking about his fur headpiece? Yeah, I am talking about his fur headpiece. (laughs) Did he wear something else that was that crazy this week? We were still talking about BTE and I just was like, Nick did something weird on BTE, but no, yeah, that dynamite entrance was dynamite. I believe the commentator said he's he's wearing an exploded cockatoo. Just <laughs> <laughs> some fantastic commentary. Yeah, they All really. Right. I I love their outfits. They've really. I feel like you know. I thought Kenny's outfits were crazy, and I just had no idea the depths we could go to. Yeah, or but the I love we could go to every week. I think I'm. Like, we were talking about what are their heel things, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's the religion, it's the sneakers. Mm-hmm. I am now thinking constantly, though, I'm like, the fashion isn't even them. It's just that Kenny was like, guys, yeah. please, for to be a heel with me, you yeah, have to be in my fashion crew. had to talk to them about it. And they were like, oh, it, okay, yeah. all right, we'll get into it. For you, Kenny. Yeah, for you. that's true. Them doing it for Kenny is actually very romantic yeah some romantic. some might say i would say that's the word yeah uh now i feel it, even better about the fashion i know i'm loving it well they healed out big time against the <laughs> what are they actually called uh 
varsity blondes. <laughs> varsity yeah. blonde, who I call the Sweet Valley Boys, which is what That's I put in correct. our notes here. Uh, the Sweet Valley Boys added Julia Hart to their little faction, which I really liked. I think it yeah. added yeah. some fun. I like having a lady in the faction, and she definitely has the same Sweet Valley vibe as them. So right. it's, it's perfect. And uh, but anyway, they used a lot of props to win the match. Mm. And uh, anyway, so the Varsity Blondes are out, and they will fight Mox and Eddie at Double or Nothing, which I am pretty thrilled about. Yeah, that's I did think good. it was a great match. Like I, I enjoyed the crap out of myself, and it was like not one that I was expecting to because I don't think that I've ever on purpose watched a Varsity Blondes match <laughs> from beginning to end. <laughs> and like, it was one of those things where it's like the Young Bucks are really good at making whoever they're wrestling with look fantastic. <clears throat> and I was also mm-hmm. thinking about it in terms of like Chuck Taylor once said that he was like, "It's wonderful working with the Young Bucks because they always know what they're doing and you never get hurt." And I was like, thinking about that, especially because, of, you know, our biological son being hurt recently. And I was of like, course. The young bucks mm. are good to wrestle with. I'd feel much safer so if good. our boys were wrestling the young bucks. <laughs> I know. I wish our boys would wrestle the young bucks. Well, maybe someday. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they do, they do do a great job of showcasing everybody that they wrestle with. And they are always doing their, like, very high energy moves. So... Does anyone have any feelings about whether they could possibly lose a double or nothing? Or you think definitely no? I feel like, I feel like not yet. Like they could, it didn't, it hadn't occurred to me that they wouldn't. I feel like their little reign of terror hasn't gone <laughs> no. on for long enough, you know, yeah. but, yeah. Um, but I do feel like Mox and Eddie should be the people to beat them. Probably like, I don't know if any other tag team is really, I don't have anyone in mind for sure. If, um, shit, if Brit wins at double or nothing, is are all the belts going to be held by heels right now? We got Kenny. We got Miro. We got yeah. the Young Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Is there a belt yeah. I'm forgetting? Whoa. Ooh, wow. Wow. Okay, well, <laughs> they, they better hold on to it because I am pretty interested in a little heel reign of terror, full heel yeah. reign of terror, AEW. Boy. And then, like, in the next quarter, the faces come back. I know, I know. <laughs> Man, I don't know why, oh. but that is really enchanting me. Just And I'm just like... Yeah, I don't know why be, either, but I want to, like, think about it for a while. It would be really fun also if they got into some, like, behind-the-scenes dynamics between the various heels, mm, if they're mm-hmm. all holding the belts. I'd love uh, to see Britt interacting with some of those dudes, yeah. I know, yeah. She doesn't have a she doesn't have a crew, although Eddie is in her crew as we know, but Yeah. I mean backstage at least. So Backstage, you're right. Shoot crew. Shoot crew. Well, speaking of <laughs> heels and faces who are actually heels, we got promos <laughs> from the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle this week. They the Inner Circle one, let's start there because I don't actually remember any of it. I don't know what happened. Uh oh, because uh, I don't remember no. either. It slid right out of my little brain. I can't tell you what they were saying, but I was watching. <laughs> all right. And I have two options. We were all watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, was, I remember everything I was seeing, just I don't remember anything I was hearing. <laughs> and I have two things. One is that Chris Jericho is in a problematic um, 
ne- Nick Jackson place for me. He's looking good <laughs> these days. Fearlessly actually, horny. Kind of with a similar, because he likes to do that low ponytail like Nick Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's so, true. like, Nick Jackson, I'm like, yes, you can continue to do this to me. But with Chris Jericho, I need him to shave because I need him to get back <laughs> to like, the place that I wasn't I'm interested in. I'm actively trying to be repulsed by you, yeah. sir. It's a yeah. real lesson to men in general. Like, if you can grow a beard, it's going to improve things, yeah. usually. Yeah. Almost always. And then the other thing was that Sammy Guevara's hair was bonkers. I don't know what was going on. (laughs) Just straight up. Straight up. It looked exactly like, God, what was that movie with Cameron Diaz when she gets the jizz in her hair and she wipes it? Oh, my God. There's something about Mary. Mary. He looked something about Mary. (laughs) Somebody jizzed on Sammy Guevara backstage. Wow, who do you think jizzed on him? That's a little mystery for us to (laughs) think about this week. (laughs) <laughs> wow well it makes you see the promo differently i mean i guess it makes me see it at all because i still actually don't really remember anything but his hair but i don't remember pin- it because i'm just so whenever they keep promoing the pinnacle against the inner circle i'm just like why is this still going on it's been going on forever for them they to- had their big blood and guts like it should be over no it's never gonna be over they keep telling us they're like this could go on forever and it's the opposite i know i think sammy literally i know don't i think he literally said it will never be time. over don't promise me a bad time <sighs> i know i was thinking about it and i was like are they just gonna keep fighting each other because there's no other faction as large and I was like thinking about it and i was like the inner circle should fight the dark order because the dark order yeah. is bored right now so true they could use a and little then the feud pinnacle could just go shh for a little bit yeah <laughs> The Pinnacle, their promo, it was like a really miserable, fancy family dinner where everybody seemed to be doing extremely bad. Wardlow slammed a full bottle of wine. Sean Spears, I guess, is working on some new, like, psychopath gimmick where he just was mean to a waiter. And I don't understand it. I think somebody said... It could have been one of our friends. I'm sorry if it was, but or it was someone on Twitter who was just like, Sean Spears is like a perfect psychopath. This makes sense. And I was like, it makes no sense to me. I don't understand anything about Sean Spears. <laughs> well, I really could do with less Sean Spears because oh, yeah. I just don't understand anything about it. You when, know. I think like right after the Wardlow thing, they like zoomed in on MJF and MJF was like ranting in this unhinged way. And then like at the guys <laughs> that were sitting next to him couldn't tell you which ones looked incredibly like bored and exhausted and miserable and i was like oh is the storyline now that everyone's tired of hearing mjf rant about uh, jericho and i was like interested for a second where i was like "Ooh, is there problems with the family but of course it was if they went that direction that would be a good direction for them fine. to go like it at least would like make something interesting about the pinnacle and then i do feel like mjf needs to be liberated from the pinnacle separated yeah. from the pinnacle i'd love to know if i should think that the pinnacle is a functional mean family or an incredibly dysfunctional family on the verge of total collapse. It feels like they don't know what they're doing because they keep insisting they're family and they love each other, but we've seen no evidence of that. But it's not like Taz being like team Taz has no problems where you like, you can tell what the like thing is where he's like saying it because they do, you know? And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, time will tell moving on Mm. to other (laughs) promos and men doing promos. We didn't like, we <laughs> saw a little more of Cody this week because he came out with Anthony Agogo, or not with Anthony Agogo. Uh, he, came, <laughs> he came out with Austin Gunn, who was fighting Anthony mm-hmm. Agogo ahead of Double or Nothing, which is something I was... they did a couple times this week where it's like the person near mm-hmm. the person you'd be fighting 
guys, you know what I mean. Like, yes. it was just that, like, the people accompanied both the people, people who they're going to fight. Going to be fighting at double or nothing were on the stage, and I got confused because I have a bird brain. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, "What the fuck? They're doing it now." But I know I was happy that Cody came out with him though, because I think on the cards, like originally, it was like Anthony Agogo accompanied by like three people versus Austin Gunn <laughs> oh, with no, no one, and I was like, "Oh no, he doesn't have <laughs> a friend." Like Colton can't come out with him. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but so a I'm glad so, he a got solo silly son. That's a I sad know. thing. It's not right. It's not no. right. They're not meant to be alone. Yeah, I will say like Anthony Ogogo on Twitter and stuff. He's been like like pointing out bad things about America pretty effectively. <laughs> it's just like it's not Anthony Ogogo. It's not hard at all. Like, Although, and I feel I, like from Cody, instead of talking up America, why don't you point out some bad things about Britain? They love to own plenty. the whole universe. So like, I know. I'm like, this is the the absolute idiocy of this feud and I, I do know like I get this is a there's like a wrestling tradition of you know it's like whatever there's it's nationalism blah 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 blah. just for me to have to pick a side between a guy who represents the UK and a guy who represents the US Ugh. and they're fighting about which one is good I'm like neither <laughs> moving on like we all fucking blow seriously End they're it. the worst and really does yeah is any nation state defensible really I mean maybe there's someone out there but like come now on we're getting to the meat of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Criticisms of nation states. Uh, yeah. But Anthony Agogo did uh, just kind of wreck Austin Gunn, which I felt sad about because I was kind of like, it's not really Austin Gunn's fault. He just happens to be in Cody's family. Like we all have, you know, like we have that experience <laughs> if there's someone in your fan- family that you can't defend, but they're your family. You just have to be there you get caught it's in a, the crossfire you get caught you in know? the crossfire like yeah that's cody's just your nice. republican uncle who's right. saying stuff that you <laughs> don't agree with but <laughs> but you're here tacitly supporting it i guess <laughs> yeah. uh but he did bleed quite a bit yeah, in that it was, match it was kind of upsetting i feel like it was it it was it was quite upset. It was like our third week of like extreme blood on AEW. Yeah. And it which... did spur me to do a little bit of research because I have been like um, concerned about let's call them bloodborne pathogens a little bit <laughs> in the last few weeks. Hey, let's. <laughs> um, so I got curious, like do wrestlers like get, like get blood tested, you know, like, like I guess you do if you work in porn. And it looks like they probably do. <laughs> so, like, I, I Googled this question like a real pervert. And um, there was actually an incident at an indie show um, in the Louisville area, which is where I live, um, that must have been disgusting because there was so much blood and it must have gotten on the audience because the local health okay, department. Okay, that is too far. Too far. I do not want to live sit in a splash zone at any kind of wrestling <laughs> no. show. All right. Um, but yeah, so but it was so extreme that um, the local health department like made a little proclamation that audience members should get tested for like Hep C oh and HIV, oh my which God. is so distressing. But the indie wrestling promoter was like, "No, no, no, it's fine. All my guys get tested before all their shows, so like we know that they don't have like these bloodborne illnesses." So I was like, "Okay, good. So like we're we're doing some blood testing and wrestling because like blood gets all over." And then, but then I was like trying to research further because I was trying to find out like if AEW does and whatever. And then apparently, <laughs> apparently bad things happen sometimes where in the WWE sometime in like 2005, like I guess when they still did blood and this, I think was maybe an inciting incident to no longer do that. Oh, so um, are they, are they no blood? Did I, did I no know blood. that? I don't I know think if I, you did, but yeah, I, I they're, 
That's why um, family friendly. Yeah, they're family friendly, and it was called the AEW match was called Blood and Guts because apparently someone in the WWE was like like a year earlier was on some podcast and was like, oh yeah, we don't use blood and guts and like cheap gimmicks to get people to watch. Like some promotions do. Like some we use them. different cheap gimmicks that are yeah, weirder. Our gimmicks are worse. <laughs> Anyway, but there was a time in WWE when someone with hep C, like, he knew he had hep C, but his opponent, so it was Cowboy Bob Orton, and his opponent was The Undertaker, and The Undertaker did not know that he had hep C, and Cowboy Bob Orton bladed anyway and bled all over The Undertaker, like, having hep C. Oh, God. And obviously, The Undertaker was pretty upset about it, and it turned out the head of talent at WWE also knew about the hep C, but let him wrestle anyway. Um... That's so fucked up. That's disgusting. I know. So that's, that's like a little piece of wrestling history that I didn't know about concerning. and I found real it's upsetting. Yeah. Yikes. So hopefully AEW is testing their guys and not letting them go on if they have hep C. I'm um, sure Tony is making his people get tested. I'm sure he is. Tony cares about Tony, if, if you're listening, reach Tony out and just listening. reassure us that you guys are getting those blood tests. TunnelTalkPod at, at gmail.com. <laughs> TunnelTalkPod at gmail.com. And actually, if anybody has anything they want to say about oh, blood yeah. or blood tests or bloodborne pathogens or yeah. nation states. Because we, we, uh, we do check that email now. We, we do, do check that email. Now. email. On air that we needed to start, and we got an Amazon gift card for some reason. So thank you, you know. And and I believe not to not to do a little promo ourselves, but I I think that we will be hitting not next week because we won't be here again but the week after that i think we'll be getting to a little listener question so mm. if anyone has any listener questions yeah. feel free to send them in we don't know anything but we'd love to talk <laughs> about them just talk about how we can't answer them yeah that would be our we pleasure can answer them and then issue a correction the week after <laughs> absolutely we might have to get a couple guests on at some point to just start speaking to some of these things that we, we are not confident about addressing explainers we'll have to change the intro when we do that <laughs> we've got know. friends that are better at learning and they're here today and they are on this podcast <laughs> those friends should feel free to email us at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com right. if you want to be on the show tell us your preferred dates uh, what else did we see in the world of AEW this week that we enjoyed or didn't enjoy Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page continue to delight me. Oh, they're having the time of their lives. They're wonderful. The fact that uh, Darby came out with a skateboard that said (laughs) Ethan on it really just just It's got your name on it. I don't have like a ton to say about it, but I just had a real great time. I will say that, Allie, I think I looked at the notes like while you were in the middle of like making up the schedule and you had like a header awards and then under that you had like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page looking like two husbands having a really good time on a Florida vacation like with their outfits and I was like who are they getting the husband award like I think that's a pretty good award actually that is so. a good award it was in there by accident for sure but yeah. they they kind of do deserve well I, I would know, Mox love, and Eddie might be the I was best about to say week, that actually. Mox and Eddie should have a fight with Ethan Page and Scorpio mm. Sky just for the title of best married at yeah. AEW yeah I agree that's good. strongly. Yeah. Tony, yeah. again, if Tony's <laughs> listening. listening, really great idea from us to you. At, at one point, I don't know, I think this was on Ethan Page's blog, which I simply love to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he said to Scorpio Sky, he just goes, how did it feel to witness your boy throw a man down a flight of steps today? And I was like, that's 
it's really sweet. I'm glad that you guys are having a fun vacation. The vibe was so completely that it's like they'd gone to do something a little adventurous on their vacation. And he was like, did I look good when I was doing my bungee jumping? Did I look, did you get it on video? It looked cool, right? I looked cool. (laughs) That's a hundred percent their vibe all the time. And it's so, it's funny how fun it is to watch someone who's like having a really good time. It's like, that's all you need to do on television. Really? Like, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's a, and it's a really special skill because not everybody can do it, but Ethan Page, especially Scorpio Sky too, but Ethan Page, just because I'm watching the vlog. So he's in it a lot more. I see Mm -hmm. a lot more of him behind the scenes. That man is having the time of his fucking life and he is not afraid to show it. I know, which is really, uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. I feel like adults sometimes don't show that they're thrilled to be doing whatever as much as perhaps we should be vulnerable, you know, just a real lesson for us all. Mm hmm. Uh, Leah, I think you had an award, another award that you wanted to give out. Oh, yeah. I did mention uh, Lance's uh, pervert award earlier, but mm-hmm. Jungle, Bro- Jungle Boy did a perma- promo. Wow, I can't speak. Promo is like an insult to Jungle Boy being like, your curls aren't even real. <laughs> <laughs> Permo. That would go in an acclaimed rap, a brutal know, one. Yeah. <laughs> Max, if you're listening, you can have that one for free. You can have anything for free. I love you. You're my son. <laughs> Um, on Dark, Jungle Boy did a promo, and it was, like, the most low-energy promo I've ever seen oh. in my entire life. Mm-hmm. He was looking straight at the camera, which was, like, <laughs> a on plain him. background. Yeah, yeah, There was nothing behind him of interest, and it looked like a hostage video. And, then, <laughs> and then he was just like, yeah, I guess. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is happening? I know oh, your character. No. It was, it was, go girl, give us nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very cute and I do love him, but I was like, buddy, we got to work a little, look at what Darby does for his promos. He makes a whole art film. <laughs> right. Right. I'm Come like, on, you baby. Gotta, you got to find whatever it is that will bring you joy in a promo. Yeah, I don't know what little, it is, but it's not this. Get a little pep in your oh, step, bud. Man. Poor baby. Christopher Daniels uh, was on BTE backstage with the medics it wasn't what I asked for but then I did get the medicine that I asked for (laughs) so it's fine and we got a little more stuff from him about his potential retirement which was all fine and it was like genuinely moving and touching but then he he really like (laughs) lost his mind like he was like going to leave and then instead he like slumped down against a wall and was crying and he was he saying was like really crying i don't want to go i don't can <laughs> i stay just a little and i was like i'm starting to worry that christopher daniels is actually being forced to retire at gunpoint. <laughs> and against he's trying to get a well. message to us but we're not listening everyone's just being like okay bye and retirement does involve being euthanized possibly like, with the degree he doesn't want to do it <laughs> like, wow boy. man what are you talking about i thought of that all by myself i want to get i want to get the whole thing before we go uh i was going to say before (laughs) you gotta speak up fast before carlos mencia down there uh, (laughs) oh my god (sighs) no man yeah do a little acclaimed rap against me sure just bring (sighs) I'm so love sorry. It, actually, Leah, we'll talk about that. You oh, can put no. that together for next week, oh, the week no. after next. That's good. You have some time to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll need a lot of time. So, <laughs> okay. Well, you guys can't see it, but Anna's just sipping from a glass of wine right now. So it's like she really looks like she's kind of like getting mean at book club. <laughs> Wait, Leah, give us your joke, my beautiful yeah, girl. Just well, say your dumb girl. joke. Well, thank <laughs> you. 
<laughs> well, Dean Cook, I really appreciate your input. But too spicy tonight. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, it's not even that good of a joke for all of this uh, leader. <laughs> now so that we've built like, it up. And then... <laughs> Well, it wasn't, it was an apt comparison, so. No, it was just the fact that he was sitting on the ground and going, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, and then going through the door, and it was like, do you remember in fourth grade when you read The Giver, and like, everyone had like a retirement party where they were like, and then he's going to move on to the next stage, and everyone was like, and that's beautiful, but actually they just took him into a back room and killed all the old people. And like, put him down a chute. Yeah. That's the part that I remember, very visceral. When he goes through the door that's where he's going that's where yeah. we're not going to be hearing from christopher daniels again guys <laughs> <laughs> well anything else that we missed i think that's about it for me it was a good week it was a good week of dynamite it was a, good a time. very it was a very good week of dynamite it was the best in a while yeah. i think mm-hmm uh so again we won't be here next week i think i said it like five times now so you know listen up we won't be here next week we will be here the week after it could be two three hour podcasts which our producer has a-okay she said that's great people are gonna love it marjorie says i'd love nothing more than to edit a than three to edit hour podcast from you for three hours uh in the meantime i've been Allie. i've been Anne, and i've been leah and this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by our beloved Marjorie Voinovich. <laughs> our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod and via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, blah, 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 and come back two weeks from now.